your Locked on the New York Rangers, your daily podcast on the New York Rangers. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, Blue Shirts fans, to episode number 408 of the Locked On New York Rangers podcast. I'm your host, John Chick. Today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Spotify Greenroom. Download the Spotify Greenroom app and find one of our Locked On rooms. And we got a lot to do today, as always. I mean, I'm getting pretty used to saying that during the intro here, but the Rangers just less than 24 hours ago acquire Ryan Reeves from the Vegas Golden Knights. We'll obviously talk quite a bit about Ryan Reeves. We're also going to have some general thoughts about how the free agency period has played out thus far for the Rangers. And we will also be talking about, we will also discuss Philip Hedl signing a new two-year deal with the New York Rangers. He, of course, was a restricted free agent. But like I said, I think there's no other place to start here today other than with the trade that brought Ryan Reeves to the New York Rangers and sent a third-round pick in next year's draft to the Vegas Golden Knights. Ryan Reeves, a 34-year-old right winger known for being just basically a rough-and-tumble, uh, kick-ass player, for lack of a better term. He's somebody that's going to go out there, throw his weight around. He's going to hit. He's going to be an enforcer, really kind of an old-school throwback player and kind of living proof of the fact that the enforcer role is not yet extinct. I mean, there's a couple of them still floating around in the NHL. We had Michael Haley on this team a couple of years ago as well. Uh, but Ryan Reeves, again, really just an old school throwback player. He's out there to watch his teammates' backs, to play tough physical hockey, and to drop the gloves when the occasion calls for it. And we'll get into Ryan Reeves a little bit more in just a second, but I just kind of want to point out something that I'm sure we're all very well aware of, but the Raiders have been pretty active. They have not made all that splashy of a trade or all that splashy of a free agent signing. But what they have done is they have addressed an area of need and it almost feels like it might be a little bit of an overcorrection because, you know, at the end of this past season, the question comes up, okay, so what is it going to take for this Ranger team to break into the playoffs and eventually mold itself into a Stanley Cup contender? What elements are missing from this team? Where do they need to improve? And I think a lot of us would point at the Grit and toughness and sandpaper departments, some of the depth pieces, you want this team to become a little bit more physical, a little bit stronger, and certainly more difficult to play against. And a lot of Ranger fans were clamoring for that. And this, again, it kind of borders on an overcorrection with how many depth pieces, uh, the guys that are kind of just toughness first type players because there's seven of them now. And via free agency, just to run through the list real quick here, you got Patrick Namath, Jared Tenorti, Greg McKegg, and Dryden Hunt. And then as far as trades that the Rangers have struck, they've also added Barclay Goodrow, Sammy Blay, and now Ryan Reeves. And again, I don't have any issues with any of these individual moves that the Rangers have made. I think all these guys, they do bring that toughness and that grit to the table. I'm just not so sure that the Rangers needed to add seven of them. I'm not sure what you do with all these players, which makes me think that another move might be inevitable, that maybe the Rangers are still looking to land Jack Eichel before the season starts. Maybe you make a play for a guy like Mark Shifley. Uh, we'll see. There's there's some other names that maybe we're not even thinking of that the Rangers could look to package, uh, You know, whether it's somebody like Kraftsoff or, or Braden Schneider, whatever it might be. There could be another move forthcoming because, I mean, this, this roster is absolutely packed to the brim right now. And a lot of these guys are going to be on the outside of the opening night roster looking in. And again, there's just a lot of redundancy here. And we wanted the Rangers to become tougher and stronger, more physical, more difficult to play against. But 
they, they now brought in seven of these guys, and I'm just not sure what you do with all of them. Uh, as the days and weeks go by here, we'll definitely kind of look into this conundrum for the Rangers and try to figure out who might be out there on opening night, who might be out there if you're playing a division rival and you're expecting some trouble. You know, that's when you might see a lot of these physical, tough players, you know, guys like uh, Sammy Blay, Jared Tenorti, guys like that into the lineup. And if you're not really expecting trouble and it's out of conference game or something like that, then maybe you go with some skill guys. So they do have some options, and that is nice. But to get back to Ryan Reeves here, once again, a noted tough guy, uh, legitimately one of the top three or four toughest and I would say most feared players in the NHL. This guy will absolutely knock your head off. Uh, his playing style does border on dirty at times. I mean, we have to call it like we see it. He has been suspended three times in his NHL career, and we will get to all that, some of the incidents that Ryan Reeves has found himself in the middle of. But first, you know, kind of just wanted to take it from the top here. This is somebody who was drafted by the St. Louis Blues all the way back in 2005. He was a fifth-round draft pick, going number 156 overall, and he is now 34 years old, six foot two, 225 pounds, and again, he's kind of beat the odds to become an NHL regular because fifth-round draft picks, there's no guarantee that uh, if you're taken in the fifth round that you're ever going to play a single game in the NHL. And Ryan Reeves has played 686 career NHL regular season games with the Blues, with the Penguins, and most recently with the Vegas Golden Knights. He has scored 49 goals, dished out 52 assists in that time. Uh, so 101 points in 686 games. But as we all know, it's not about points with Ryan Reeves. He is out there to play physical fight when the occasion calls for it, and just be that old-school enforcer type that I think Ranger fans are looking to add to this team. Again, I think they might have gone a little bit overboard in how many of those players. There's seven of them in total. You know, that old-school, gritty-type player, but this trade in and of itself, I have no issue with it whatsoever. The Rangers gave up a third-round pick to the Vegas Golden Knights to acquire Ryan Reeves, and... You could make the argument that that might be a little bit of a steeper price to pay for Ryan Reeves. I mean, he is a little bit older now. He's 34. He is in the last year of his contract. And again, kind of starting to become a little bit redundant here, adding all these old school, big, tough, gritty type players to the Ranger roster. Was it really necessary to give up a third round pick for it? But I don't really have any problems with it because, again, he's going to do what he does. Ryan Reeves is not somebody you have to worry about. He's going to go out there and play the style of play that he's been known to play throughout his NHL career. And on top of that, you know, looking at the Ranger draft picks for next season, they have a first-round pick. They have two picks in the second round, the second one, of course, being the one that they just acquired from the St. Louis Blues in the Buchnevich trade. Uh, they don't have any picks in the third round, but then they have two picks in the fourth round because they have their own pick in the fourth round, plus the one that they acquired when they sent Brett Howden to the Vegas Golden Knights. So the Rangers will, despite this trade, still have five picks in the first four rounds next season. Again, that's assuming that they don't do anything else in this offseason, which might be a dangerous assumption. But as of now, the Rangers still have five picks in the first four rounds next year. That's fine. It's fine to give up a third rounder to go out and get your guy if you think that Ryan Reeves can really help this team. And if he continues to play the style of hockey that he has played over really his entire career, then he will definitely help this New York Ranger team. We do have to talk about, you know, we, we touched on it just a second ago, but we have to talk about how Reeves can be his own worst enemy at times as far as kind of getting himself into trouble. He has been suspended three times during his NHL career, suspended for a total of six games in those three suspensions. Three of those were playoff games. He's also been fined an additional three times. And there was one incident this past season that was really bad. He basically was on top of Ryan Graves in game one against the Colorado Avalanche, and he yanked out some of Graves' hair. And for that, he was suspended for two games. So that's just absolutely uh, going way overboard, going over the edge. I mean, the act in and of itself is pretty reprehensible. You're going to pull out somebody's hair. I mean, seriously, dude, what are you, like five? But 
On top of that, he's hurting his team because Ryan Reeves is somebody that can be very, very effective in a playoff series uh, in that fourth-line role, going out there and setting a physical tone, not just for a game, but maybe for an entire series. And now you got to come off the ice for the rest of that game and the two games that followed it because he was suspended for two games for his actions, and that's just not good. Uh, he also, in the 2020 Stanley Cup playoffs, just the season before, got himself suspended for Game 7 of the Knights' second-round matchup against the Vancouver Canucks due to an illegal hit on Tyler Mott. And then back in 2016, this was in the regular season, but he was suspended three games for boarding Mike Tennyson of the Sharks. So he's had some run-ins with the NHL Department of Player Safety. And I just hope that, you know, if the Rangers get into the playoffs next year, Ryan Reeves can control himself because it's been two straight seasons now that he's done something in the postseason that has resulted in him being suspended. And you just can't do that. I mean, it's bad enough to do that in the regular season, but to put your team in that kind of a position where you can no longer be out there to help them, that's really bad. So hopefully uh, Ryan Reeves has learned his lesson from that and uh, can continue to play with that nasty physical edge that he has, but also you know, stays, keeps it within reason, doesn't go completely over the edge and pull out somebody's hair or something like that and end up getting suspended uh, when the Rangers could, you know, presumably really use him in the playoffs. I would imagine he will be ticketed for that fourth line, and that is going to be a nasty fourth line. Whatever three players the Rangers want to roll with, uh, yeah, they're going to they're gonna be physical, and it, they're not going to be a fun line to play against if you're on the other team. All right, so we'll kind of wrap up talking about Ryan Reeves here, and then we will move on to some other general thoughts on everything that the Rangers have done thus far in free agency. I mean, they may not be done. You know, obviously, there are still some players out there, and the trade market is always open, so we'll see if there's any other moves that the Rangers make. It still kind of feels to me like they're in on Jack Eichel and that maybe it's one of those situations where they just feel like they can wait out the market, and you know, now that free agency is over and now that the draft is over— that the Rangers maybe feel like they can just kind of swoop in at the last second now that the Sabres would not appear to have as many dance partners because, you know, think about it. Nobody can trade their 2021 NHL draft picks to the Sabres anymore because that draft is come and gone. And also, free agency, I wouldn't say it's come and gone, but obviously a lot of teams have filled some of the holes on their roster and they might have gone with their plan B instead of, you know, trading for Jack Eichel. And so now I feel like the Sabres' hands are really tied. They might have really overplayed their hand with Jack Eichel and maybe the Rangers can swoop in at the last second and get him for less than was initially expected because by all accounts, Jack Eichel and his camp are getting pretty restless. He really wants to be out of there and, uh, you know, we'll see. Uh, again, I have mixed feelings on Jack Eichel. We'll continue to talk about that as we go. But turning our attention once again back to Ryan Reeves here, uh, just a couple more stats I want to throw at you guys. He is a minus 15 for his career. He has only averaged seven minutes and 18 seconds of ice time per game for his career. So that'll obviously let you know that he's played pretty much exclusively on the fourth line. But this is the really fun stat. This is the one that everybody will enjoy and, and maybe even get a kick out of this and uh, just kind of get you excited for next season. So as we mentioned, Ryan Reeves has played 686 career regular season games. Guess how many hits he has in those 686 games? 2,000 322. And again, keep in mind, he's doing all this while averaging just seven minutes and 18 seconds of ice time for his entire career. So he jumps onto the ice and he's a wrecking ball and he just starts hitting people. I mean, that's basically the way it goes with Ryan Reeves. It's been very noticeable in the postseason. Anybody that watched the Stanley Cup playoffs this past year, I'm sure you picked up on that as well. As far as his contract situation is concerned, Reeves is in the final year of a two-year, $3.5 million contract, so he will be an unrestricted free agent when the season ends. The Rangers can obviously cross that bridge when they get to it. Maybe they bring him back on another uh, short-term deal, or maybe they feel like they have enough toughness, enough grit, enough nastiness, and they can let him walk in free agency. But 
Reeves got $1.375 million last season. He will get $2.125 million this year, but the cap hit is the same both years, that being $1.75 million. So obviously the Rangers didn't have to break the bank here. And really, it's been overall, I would say, a pretty savvy offseason for Chris Jury and company. I know people are still looking for that splashy, big time, you know, probably center, but somebody who can come in here and score and put the puck in the net. But, you know, Jury and his his crew might be of the opinion that the Rangers have enough goal scorers. I would feel better if there is one more trade coming by the Rangers and that this is the big one, that kind of they say the best for last, so to speak, and the Rangers put together some kind of a package. I don't want to completely gut the team, but you put together some kind of a package for a proven, established NHL center. If the Rangers can somehow pull that off, and whether it's Eichel or Shifley or anybody else around this league, and I've had mixed feelings on Jack Eichel, but if the Rangers can put together a trade like that, I think a lot of Ranger fans are going to feel a lot better because anybody who's upset about the Ranger offseason right now, I don't think there's too many people. I don't want to speak for everybody, but I don't think there's too many people that are upset about these moves that the Rangers have made. It's more about the moves that they have not made. And, and I know some people are upset about the Buchnevich trade, but as far as the guys that the Rangers have brought in, there's nothing inherently wrong with bringing Sammy Blay or bringing uh, Greg McKaig or bringing Ryan Reeves. It's just, it's not the big splash move that a lot of people are looking for. So I get that. I get that Ranger fans are still a little antsy. They're looking for that one big uh, home run of a trade that the Rangers can potentially still make this offseason. I definitely get where those Ranger fans are coming from. And it may very well still happen. We'll just have to wait and see on that front. Even if the Rangers don't do it, though, they have addressed something that most Ranger fans have been clamoring for and begging for them to take care of. And I, again, I think they might have gone a little bit overboard, but they have made this a far tougher, far more physical, far more difficult team to play against. And the Rangers were somewhat lacking in those departments in these past couple of seasons here. And I, I think, you know, the Tom Wilson incident really kind of shined a light on that. I do want to say that I don't think that all these moves are because of everything that happened with Tom Wilson last season. I don't think the Rangers are just looking to get their pound of flesh on Tom Wilson. I mean, if that happens, hey, fantastic. I'd love to see Tom Wilson, frankly, get his ass kicked next season by one of these players on the Rangers that they've brought in this offseason. But I don't believe for a second that this is all just to get revenge on Tom Wilson. Now, listen, I have no doubt that that incident, everything that happened in that game with Tom Wilson when he, you know, put his stick on the back of Buchnevich's head or the back of his neck, rather, punched him in the back of the head and then pulled Panarin by his hair down to the ice. I have no doubt that everything that happened in that game, as well as the following game with all the fights that happened, definitely played into the Rangers' decision to make this team more physical and bigger and tougher to play against this offseason. But I don't think it's that incident in and of itself. That just kind of highlighted an issue for this New York Ranger team, and it is an issue that has been thoroughly addressed in this offseason. I don't think it's just to get revenge on Tom Wilson, though. I hope that makes sense. But something else that kind of just stands out from all these moves that the Rangers have made, you know, making the team bigger and tougher and all that, they don't want to be just comparable with other teams as far as toughness and physicality and size and strength and nastiness. Again, use whichever adjective you want to use. They don't want to be just on the same level as a Bruins team, as a Flyers team, on an Islander team, they want to have the edge on those teams and a noticeable edge. And it looks like with all, again, there's seven of them, seven guys that the biggest thing they bring to the table is the toughness and the size and the physicality. Seven guys have been brought in to address that noted area of weakness for the Rangers. And it's going to be fun next season because, again, even if you're of the mindset that the Rangers should have gone out and made a splashier signing, made a splashier trade, brought in somebody who can score goals, brought in an experienced center, a proven commodity at center, you got to admit, this team got a heck of a lot bigger and more physical, which is something that Ranger fans all wanted to see happen, and we're going to have a lot of fun watching this team next season because – 
to me, again, you know, you look at this team, you've got a Norris Trophy winning defenseman, you've got a goalie who's probably going to be in the Vezda conversation sooner rather than later, you've got a perennial MVP candidate in Artemi Panarin, you've got a top 10 or at least top 15 forward in the NHL in Mika Zibanejad, you've got two of the most exciting young players in hockey and two guys whose ceiling are as high as anybody between Capo Caco and Alexi Lafreniere and Vitaly Krasov. You know, he's another young and up and coming player. So what's missing? Well, it seems like it was this, the strength and the toughness and the Rangers have addressed that area and then some in this offseason. And I don't think anybody's going to be messing with Artemi Panarin next season. I don't think anybody's going to be messing with Mika Zibanejad or Capo Caco or Vitaly Krasov or any of these young kids. You watch. I mean, the, the Rangers are going to be a feared team to play against. And when you're talking about a fourth line that now has, you could go with Kevin Rooney centering Sammy Blay and Ryan Reeves. Wow, look out. Yeah, nobody nobody wants to play against that line. So that could be a lot of fun next season, and I'm definitely looking forward to it. Just wanted to take a minute to let you guys know that today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Built Bar. It is the best-tasting protein and energy bar that I have ever had. It's kind of hard to explain. You just have to experience it for yourself. It's got real chocolate, amazing flavors, and unlike a lot of other protein bars, energy bars, you don't need a gallon of water to get rid of that weird, funky aftertaste that sometimes comes with the other bars. It's just good, and it actually kind of tastes quite a bit like a candy bar. It has an amazing combination of low calories, high protein, and low sugar. There are no crazy additives, and if you compare it to the most popular men's bar, Cliff, it is half the calories, seven times fewer carbs, seven times fewer sugar grams, and more protein. How can it be that good and taste that good? I don't know. You just got to try it for yourself. Go to Built.com and use promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. One more sort of amendment that I wanted to make as far as what we were just talking about before we move on to the details of the new Philip contract. I mentioned a second ago that it's not so much the moves that the Rangers have made as opposed to the ones that they have not made that have kind of drawn the ire of some Ranger fans this offseason. But the one move that's definitely an exception to that rule is Pavel Buchnevich being traded to the St. Louis Blues for a second-round draft pick in Sammy Blay. I know there's been some frustration about that. Some Ranger fans are not happy about that. They wanted to see the Rangers lock up Pavel Buchnevich long-term. And to kind of just put a bow on you know everything Pavel Buchnevich-related, he kind of just fell victim of circumstance. Because I don't believe for a second that the Rangers would have had zero interest in having him back for next season and beyond. I think that what happened is the Rangers looked at the makeup of their team. They looked at where they want to be in the short term as well as the long term. And Buchnevich became somewhat, I don't want to say expendable, but it became a necessary evil to deal him because when you look at that position, you've got two very talented, very young, very exciting, and far less costly right wingers in Capo Caco and in Vitaly Kravtsov. And in addition to that, Pavel Buchnevich's new contract will pay him $5.8 million per season. And yes, the Rangers do have some cap space. Could they have squeezed him in under the salary cap? I mean, it's at least possible. But I pose this question to all Ranger fans who are, and I do empathize with you because I like Pavel Buchnevich. He was one of my favorite players. Uh, it was just a lot of fun to see him improve year after year after year. Uh, when he knocked Brad Marchand to the ice, that was absolutely fantastic and really went to a whole nother level and really kind of strengthen the consistency of his game, which is something that had been holding him back for the previous four years that he'd been on the Rangers. That was the biggest hole in his game, and it's something that he rectified this past season. But this is the question that I pose to Ranger fans who are still, you know, furious and how can we trade Pavel Buchnevich and this, that, and the other thing. Let me 
give to you guys a list of certain New York Ranger players that are on the team right now that sooner or later are going to be in line for some pretty big pay raises. This is just guys off the top of my head. Uh, you've got Adam Fox, who just won the Norris. You've got Igor Shesterkin, who I think pretty much all Ranger fans are looking at as the franchise goalie, the eventual franchise goalie. I mean, he's basically already there, but I do think we're in a situation where Igor could be the goalie for this team uh, potentially for the next decade plus. So that's two players already. You've also got Mika Zibanejad, who, listen, I mean, there might be some Ranger fans who might be in the camp of trade Mika Zibanejad and re-sign Pavel Buchnevich. I certainly respect that opinion, but given the position that each of them play and given the fact that Mika Zibanejad has been nothing short of an absolute superstar over these past couple of seasons, my pick, if I had to decide between the two, would be to hang on to Mika Zibanejad over Pavel Buchnevich. And we'll see what the Rangers end up doing there. You've also got guys like Alexi Lafreniere and Capo Caco. Sooner or later, they're going to have to be paid as well. So is there anyone on that list that I just mentioned? And that doesn't even include guys like Vitaly Kravtsov. It doesn't include, you know, guys like, I mean, K. Andre Miller's just one year into his career, so it's going to be a while. But it doesn't, I didn't include K. Andre Miller. It doesn't include Ryan Strom, who I, I don't know that he's going to be a Ranger for life. I could very easily see him uh, either being traded this offseason or allowed to walk in free agency. Uh, at the onset of the next offseason. But of any of the main five that I just mentioned there, do you guys really want to not be able to hang on to Adam Fox or Igor Shosturkin or Mika Zibanejad because we're paying nearly $6 million a year to Pavel Buchnevich? Like, I just find that hard to believe. And it's something that we've talked about on this podcast in the past, the cold, hard truth. And it's an unfortunate part of the business that is the NHL. The cold, hard truth is that you simply cannot keep everybody. You're going to have to make some moves that sting a little bit, and this is one of them. And I wish Pavel Buchnevich nothing but the best at the St. Louis Blues. It's great that the Rangers were able to trade him out of the conference, so at least we don't have to get lit up by him playing for the Flyers or somebody like that next season. But it's a move that it's tough, but I think it's something that was necessary. It was something that had to be done. I just don't see a way that the Rangers long-term would have been able to fit Pavel Buchnevich in underneath their salary cap. And he's getting $5.8 million over the next four seasons. So paying that kind of money to Pavel Buchnevich, who did everything to earn that contract, it's fantastic that he was able to hammer out something with the St. Louis Blues and that they were able to come to an agreement. But to be paying that much money to Pavel Buchnevich when you've got two players at the same position who probably have higher ceilings than Pavel Buchnevich and cost far less and you know, again, if you're paying Pavel Buchnevich almost $6 million per year, it's going to really handcuff you in terms of other moves that you can make. So it's tough to say goodbye. Again, one of my favorite players too. So people who are upset about this, I totally get it. But I also get why the Rangers made this move. They did something that they felt that they needed to do in order to be able to lock up guys long-term and go out and get some other guys in free agency. And there might be some people who are rolling their eyes at that because the Rangers thus far in free agency didn't really go big game hunting, so to speak. They brought in these stepped guys and these tough guys. But I still think, you know, long-term, that would have really done the Rangers in as far as their flexibility, what they could do, the additions they could make to this roster. I've also seen some Ranger fans kind of lamenting the fact that just over a year ago, the Rangers gave a contract extension to Chris Kreider. And there's a lot of people out there who are saying, oh man, you know, if the Rangers hadn't given this deal to Chris Kreider, then, you know, he'd be gone and the Rangers could have afforded to sign Pavel Buchnevich. You're not wrong about that. I mean, I think if Kreider was not re-signed to that long-term seven-year deal, then the Rangers certainly would have been in the market to hang on to Pavel Buchnevich. It would have been within their power. But Hindsight's always 2020, and at the time when 
the trade deadline was approaching in 2019-2020, there were a lot of Ranger fans, myself included, that wanted to see Chris Kreider stick around. And I'm still glad that he's here because you have to have a couple of veterans in the room. It can't all be guys that are 24 years old and younger. And Kreider, by all accounts, one of the more respected members in that locker room, one of the leaders on this team. And hindsight's always 2020 because we didn't necessarily know that Pavel Buchnevich was going to have the career season that he did this past year. In fact, I get the feeling if Pavel Buchnevich had become a free agent after the 2019-2020 season, there would have been a lot of Ranger fans who might have been kind of pushing for him to be traded. But the fact that he's coming off of a career year, it now makes it more difficult to say goodbye to him. And the other thing that's absolutely huge here is that we had no way, we had zero way of knowing that the Rangers were going to win the Alexi Lafreniere sweepstakes when Chris Kreider was signed to that extension. There was no way of knowing, first of all, that a team that lost at the qualifying round of the Stanley Cup playoffs last year was going to end up having the number one overall pick, and then also that it would end up being the Rangers. The odds were tremendously against that. So, you know, maybe things could have been different. Maybe if the Rangers knew that Buchnevich is going to break out the way he did and that they were going to win the Alexi Lafreniere sweepstakes, and maybe Chris Kreider ends up getting traded, and we still have Buchnevich. That's at least possible, but again, I'm still happy that the Rangers brought back Chris Kreider. Hindsight's always 20-20, and it wouldn't be fair to, you know, be yelling at the Rangers last year to re-sign Kreider and then turn around and, and get mad at them for not hanging on to Pavel Buchnevich. I'd love for Buchnevich to still be here, but again, I just don't see how they can work him in under the cap in the long term. And then the only other thing that I wanted to talk about today was Philip Heedle signing a contract extension with the Rangers. Philip Heedle was a restricted free agent coming into this offseason, and he signs for a new two-year, $4.6 million deal. Heedle will carry a $2.3 million cap hit in each of the next two seasons, and then he will once again be a restricted free agent in 2023-2024. And this could go a lot of different ways with Philip Heedle. I think right now, if the Rangers were to step onto the rink for opening night, you'd probably be looking at Philip Heedle playing on the right wing on the third line. I get the feeling that the right wing on the on the top six is going to be occupied in one way or another by Capo Caco and Vitaly Kravtsov. I mean, I suppose maybe you could put Filipito on the second line and Kravtsov on the third line. You can get creative there. You can kind of mix and match those guys if you want. But that's just the feeling that I get. Hedl this past season, of course, centered the third line. But I've always said that I think Hedl is best suited for the wing. He's somebody that can absolutely fly. And when you think of some of the speed demons across the NHL, most of them are wingers. You couple that with the fact that he has struggled tremendously in the faceoff circle and the fact that the Rangers just brought in Barclay Goodrow, who looks like he's tailor-made to center that third line. I think it makes all the sense in the world to move Philip Hedl to the right wing. And again, he's just 21 years old. It's hard to believe that because it feels like he's been here for kind of a long time. And I think his biggest issue over these past three seasons, he's, he's had his moments for sure, and he's shown flashes of brilliance. He's gotten hot at certain times. A lot of times at the beginning of the season, he'll kind of storm out of the starting blocks, rack up some goals and assists early, and then his production will kind of tailor off as the season goes. And we've seen that a couple of times with Filipino. But I do think that moving him to the right wing would probably benefit him in the long run. And the other option that is very much in play, very much on the table here, is the fact that Philip Hedl could still end up being part of a trade package to bring in one of those centers that we've talked about, whether it's Jack Eichel or Mark Shifley. You know, Evgeny Kuznetsov's name has been coming up every now and then. I'm not really that big on Kuznetsov. I feel like uh, he's kind of fallen off a little bit in recent seasons, and I do believe he can be at least somewhat difficult. I think that's kind of been his reputation during his time with the Washington Capitals. He got busted for cocaine the one time. So uh, not a guy that I'd be absolutely clamoring for the Rangers to add. But it's at least possible, once again, that Filipino could be packaged in some kind of a deal for some kind of an already established center on this team. And I think he can get away with that 
just based on the very simple fact that the Rangers have this logjam. Even after the Buchnevich trade, they still have a ton of wingers who seem like they're ready to go at the NHL level. So we'll see. Uh, Philip Hedl, I'd, I'd love to have him back next season, but that's going to pretty much do it for today, guys. Once again, if you'd like to get in touch with this podcast, please send an email to LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Once again, that is LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Definitely give us a follow on Twitter as well, at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Once again, that is at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Thanks again, guys. I'll see you next time. NBA draft goat Chad Ford, locked on NBA draft host Rafael Barlow, and locked on NBA host John Corrales will be live this year covering the NBA draft. It's Locked On NBA Draft 2021 brought to you by Built Bar. Get local expert analysis on each pick. Follow Locked On NBA on YouTube today.